Life looks good on you. Do you love your life or are you settling? Is it time to live the life of your dreams? In this inspiring video, Felicia Searcy shares three things to make an impact with your dreams. With a system of thriving and transformation, you have the power to create the life you've always wanted. But what's the one thing to keep in mind when transforming anything, including your health and well being? Felicia breaks it down in this thought provoking discussion, reminding you that life looks good on you. Don't let your dreams slip away. Watch this video and start taking action toward the life you truly desire. Don't forget to like, comment, and share with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiring content. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. You're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let me tell you a little bit about our beautiful guest we have here today. Felicia's purpose is her passion to empower you to discover and express your best self as you create the life that you love. She is an award-winning transformational coach, international speaker, author, and minister who helped thousands create their dream life. For over 20 years, she has worked with people from all walks of life who are seeing the spiritual side of success. Felicia has shared the story with powerhouse leaders like international speaker Mary Morrissey, CEO of eWomen Network Sandra Yancey, and international motivational speaker Les Brown. Felicia's proven dream activation code help you accelerate your results as you create a richer, more fulfilling life. Please help me welcome Miss Felicia Searcy. Hi, April. It's so good to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Welcome. Absolutely. So why don't we start by having you share a little bit more besides that incredible biography about yourself. Where did you get started? Yeah. Well, what's interesting is as so many of us, right, that we um, get started with something like this because of um, something in our history, something in our past that we overcame. Mm. And for me, I, um, you know, the environment I grew up in was dark. 
both my parents struggled with mental illness. There was addiction. There was a terrific amount of violence in the home. Um, so I developed a, a, uh, a, a, an orientation of the world that said it was not safe. Um, mm -hmm. I learned not to draw too much attention to myself, to not um, ask for too much, and to be super uh, vigilant staying on high alert um, in order to um, avoid literally uh, being physically hurt. And there was a point in my life where I just felt so desperate. You know, I was experiencing so many physical manifestations from that, um, you know, that, that constant, you know, being on high alert and uh, oppressing those parts of myself that were my mm -hmm. true parts. And there was a point in time when I just felt so desperate and really seriously considered whether or not I wanted to stay on this side of things. And, you know, it's when it's in those ripe, fertile moments when when we're open to something different. And, and that sounds so um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, you know, not adequate in describing, you know, what was really going on there's an opening. There's those times in our lives where there's an opening. And my opening came when I was 22 years old, when I really began to hear that life could be different. Mm -hmm. And that um, um, just because this was my history, it didn't define me. And that I really began to discover that there are immutable laws that govern our results. And that there is an energy, there is a life force energy that created each and every single one of us. And that our natural state, maybe not our normal, this was not my normal, but I came to understand that our natural state is one of aliveness, of thriving, of mm. purpose and fulfillment and abundance. And that we have been given this gift of our imagination and that we've been given the gifts of these immutable laws and that when we work with all of it together, we have the ability to transform anything. And so when I look at where I came from and where I am now, there was nothing in my history to suggest that I would be living the kind of life I am today. Yeah. It wasn't by accident. It wasn't by luck. It was by a very specific spiritual system that I'm on fire with sharing with everybody now. Oh, Felicia, that is so cool. And so true, right? Um, it's funny because I just was watching today, Matthew McConaughey's Art of Living. And he just started that. And he too talks a lot about that. And that really it's, it's within these life experiences that really big where we fall so deeply um, until we start realizing. So would you like to jump into that a little bit? What was your experience in your 20s? In terms of after, you know, the before or after kind of thing. What what was your fall? What was that, you know, experience where you really realized that you could shift and make a difference? Yeah, it's really fascinating that I'll never forget the moment that I, I, I um, you know, graduated from high school in Louisiana, did my undergraduate work there, went back to teach at the same high school that I graduated from. And I'm standing in this, mm. I had hall duty, right, in the morning. And there was this massive hall. It was one of the largest uh, high schools in the state of Louisiana. It had all these kids just milling up and down. And I looked down this hall and all I could see was a future of the same. And it was in that moment that it was like, 
my God, I can't do this. And, it, you know, and again, it didn't happen in that moment, right? There wasn't like this big light bulb, but it, I, it, I started having different conversations with people. Um, I started being introduced to books. I, I was introduced to a 12 step program that was for friends and family members of alcoholics and drug addicts. I'm, you know, but by the grace of God, I'm not an addict. And I started a 12 step program. And it was in that 12 step program where I began to hear that I could develop a different definition and a different relationship with a higher power. And as when I began to open up, then that's when things started coming to me, right? That we, when we um, are open, and we make ourselves available, we make ourselves accessible. Mm-hmm. This is when those uh, uh, new ways of thinking and wow. new information can find their way to it. And my God, April, it was like I walked out of the, you, you remember that scene in The Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Oz is like my all-time favorite movie. <laughs> and you remember the scene when the house landed with the tornado and she woke up and she walked out and she walked out from a black and white world into a technicolor world. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. It felt like I walked out of the basement of myself into a technicolor world that had been there all along. I didn't have access to it because of the way I, I saw myself, because of what I expected from life. Those things define yeah. what we're willing to see and what we're willing to receive. And the deeper I dug into this, I'll never forget, I, was, I, I found a New Thought Church, which I I'm a minister of that now, right? That that was my ministerial training. And I can, and you know, this was not my spiritual background. And I remember sitting in church one Sunday and the minister saying, you're worthy, you're worthy of all good. And I literally cringed. It's like, I started looking around wondering where can I go before the lightning hits? And I, that it was not. I mean, that was it was that was oh. the thought that went through my head, and there was something there, even in my fear of entertaining something different. Something so mm. deep inside of me resonated with what now I know are words of truth, and I kept going back and allowing it to work its way into me. I am not one of those that had the burning bush experience. I had a what's called a spiritual awakening of the educational variety, you know, just showing up and showing up and showing yeah. up and, and allowing the words to permeate me in a way that began to transform how I saw myself and what I believed about life and what I believed about this life force energy up to that point. And my life just kept getting better. And, and mm. I'm here where I am now. Yeah. Answer your question. A hundred percent. I mean, and it's it's so great and juicy because um, I there's a few things that I really love that came out of what you said, and I'll just start from the last thing. You know, your spiritual awakening came from what you call the educational uh, spiritual awakening, I think. And what I love about that is it wasn't this, you know, big bang immediate oh, I'm, I'm healed or I'm fixed or I see the light, you know, I'm transformed. No, I think for most of us, it takes that educational aspect where we just have to keep learning and digging and investigating and finding out more and more about us, you know, about what it is to just live this human experience that we're, we're living. And I also really liked, you know, going back to your school days, you were teaching at the same school 
that you went to and holy geez, of course, what a major awareness when it finally clicks and you're kind of in this zone and you just realize, oh my God, I'm reliving the same thing over and over and Groundhog day. And, and how I don't want to do this. This is not what I want for myself. And so what am I going to do to, to get out of this? And then you get like almost this desperate and that's what gets exciting, right? Because you're in this desperate mode and you're like, okay, I need to seek more. And that's when we start searching for everything, you know, and, and it takes a little bit to finally go within, but it's with that initial searching outside of us to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, so what I love about what you said is that it, it is the, um, it's the deepening and then it's the application, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of people. And, and I saw this a lot when I, cause I was a minister for 15 years. It's, it's, you know, the word minister actually applies that I, I wasn't, I'm not like an internet minister. <laughs> that <laughs> Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> I actually, I actually started and was a senior minister at a church um, for 15 years in Tennessee. And I would, you know, and I taught there what I'm teaching now in terms of universal principles, universal laws. And what would happen is that I'd watch people come in on Sundays and they'd get inspired and they'd feel good. And they'd go and they'd make some incremental changes, but I didn't see the radical changes that I knew was possible. And what I also saw, and I see this a lot in spiritual circles, people get addicted to inspiration. Mm. They, they, they go and they'll go do a workshop or they'll do a little mini course or they'll listen to, you know, not you, April, but they'll listen to other live streams or podcasts and they'll get that, that hit of, oh my gosh, this is so inspiring. It feels good. Inspiration does not translate to transformation unless you take the information and actually do the required work, which means application and staying with it when it doesn't, when it's not pretty, right? When it's messy, because transformation can get really messy. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're doing deep healing work. And I know this is the work that you do, April, especially when you're talking about um, uh, wellness, that it requires to strip back the veneer. Mm. And really look at, you know, where, where, where are the pain points? You know, where does the healing have to happen? Where is the deep forgiveness? And that stuff is, can be really scary stuff sometimes, right? Because what if you're, what if you find out your, my worst fear, what I was, that I was going to find out that maybe I'm really not worthy, that Mm -hmm. if I really do digging, then maybe I find out that maybe my worst fear is true that I'm not deserving, that I'm not worthy, Mm. that I'm not supposed to be here. Right. So I want to know, do you have a moment of when you felt worthy and it stuck? Like, like, is there a time specifically? That's an interesting question. I don't know that it was a moment that stuck. I think that I, and this is what I work on with my clients because I think, especially in our society today, people are looking for that flash fix, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I was in California for eight years, in and out burger. You drive up to one window, you put in your order and you drive up to the next window and they hand you a bag and you're on your way kind of thing. We're talking about the nervous system. And I know as you deal with wellness, that this is your, um, that, you know, you understand this, right? 
And I'm not going to say that it can never happen where there's just like this boom, this immediate, wow, like your entire nervous system has been reshifted. And now you're functioning at this level of identity, this level yeah. of awareness, which, you know, people talk about vibration, mm -hmm. that it's, it's what I have discovered for myself and the people that I work with, that it's the repetition. It's yeah. the, it's, you know, like building a muscle that you, you keep working with an idea you get a feel for what it feels like. You learn to bring yourself back to that feeling when you find yourself drifting away. And this is the mastery work, right? To notice when you're drifting out of a feeling of worthiness, a feeling of deserving, and the old sensations, the old identity, the old um, um, thought pattern of who do I think I am and the myriad of ways that it shows up. To learn how to do the pattern interrupt and to replace it with what deep down you know to be true. And it's that it's the mastery of the repetition. It's the rigor of that discipline over and over and over yeah. until that physiology rewires. And I don't know that it happens in a moment, but there's a moment when you turn around yeah. and you realize, wow, I don't have that anymore. That's I not my life. Right. I think too it's having the understanding of what specifically it is that you need to work on. Worthiness is a big one. Yeah. Worthiness comes up for a lot of people, but I think that initially they don't realize that that's what it is. So was there a time that you realized it was the worthiness aspect, that piece? Was it when you were in church and you envisioned, you know, the lightning bolt coming down or... <laughs> You know, did it take even further along for you to really understand that piece of, well, I need to, you know, feel worthy, be worthy, embody worthiness? Yeah, what what happened for me, and this is what I've discovered for myself and the thousands of people around the world that I've had the opportunity to work with, is that I don't necessarily ascribe to that you have to find something to go after. When you start allowing yourself to dream into bigger possibilities, and this is what happened for me, is that, you know, I, I realized that I was a product of my environment. I understood and really came to see that my parents did the best they could and, and that I began to realize that I could dream into different possibilities, that I could begin to dream. And when we start dreaming, this, and, and this is the purpose of that soul's calling. This is the purpose of your desire. Everything unlike what's seeking to express through you, through me, has to rise up. And so it's not so much that, oh, I'm unworthy. I have to go after the unworthiness. It's like, wow, I really can dream about a deep, loving marriage. I really can dream about deep, fulfilling work. I really can imagine what life would be like to have you know, true financial abundance and, and wealth. And it's in that beginning of dreaming into different possibilities that everything that's not in alignment with that starts presenting. It starts showing itself. So, and and it, it shows up in the internal conversation. Oh my God, who am I to think that? I don't deserve that. And it's, it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. When you, when I began to understand that my desire, that soul's calling was actually the divine asking me to discover more about myself. Then I saw the unworthiness in yeah. terms of, I don't deserve that. 
And so I began to be able to work with that. And this is what I work on with other people in order to make way um, this higher calling in the form of your dream. Oh, Felicia, that is such a beautiful way of explaining it. And, and beautiful. I, I just want to give you credit for that because you're right. You know, when, once we start dreaming, I mean, that in and of itself raises our energy. You know, when we become our creative selves, this creative being that we truly were designed to be, then, you know, the, the rising tide raises all ships, you yep. know, it's the same with our emotions and our frequency and our energies. And so, yeah, you said that in a really awesome way. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to go into our first commercial. And then when we come back, let's chat some more. Stay tuned. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one, -on -one, we go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? 
They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. All right. And speaking of incredible coaches, right? Um, so we've talked a little bit, Felicia, about, you know, what it is where we're settling or we're stagnant, or you had this great example of your vision in the school hallway where you grew up in basically, and, you know, envisioning a future of just the same old, you know, day after day after day, I think a lot of us come to a realization when we're experiencing, you know, that and then realizing we're really are settling in life. So, you know, having that understanding, um, what would you say is one thing to keep in mind when you're transforming anything, including health? Yeah, I, I, first of all, uh, it's a great question. And I think um, one of the things to one of the primary things to keep in mind is to understand your natural state. For me, for years, even, even on the spiritual journey, I still struggle with fatigue. I struggled with in, um, digestive issues, um, aches and pains. And, you know, and I understand that it was a, um, now I can see it was a product of uh, living so much of my early life in a state of hypervigilance and, mm. um, you know, always being on alert um, because of the violence that was in our household. Yeah. And, um, and it felt normal. It just felt normal. And I remember, especially when I first began the spiritual journey, that there was a part of me that thought, yeah, you know, I think I can change every area of my life, but I don't know that I can change this one. And there was a part of me that started resigning myself to just not physically feeling well. And, and the thing to understand is that your normal doesn't mean it's natural. It's not natural for us to struggle physically. It's not, it's not natural for us to struggle, period. And we all have a struggle habit. We, we, there's, a, there's a threshold of struggle that you um, can't go beyond uh, a level of ease. And, and there's a certain level of struggle that you, you're just, you're not gonna hit because you're not gonna go that far down. And the deeper I got into this, the more I was able to distinguish the difference between my, what my normal was and what I'm designed for. 
And what we're designed for is thrive is is to thrive on all areas, um, in all on all levels. And so realize that whatever you've got going on right now, maybe it's normal for you, but it's not natural. It's unless you're thriving in all areas, whatever the struggle may be, it's just simply a reflection of your highest level of consent, your highest level of awareness, mm-hmm. and that there's there's a natural state waiting for you to discover, to um, to grow into. Where Did that you, answer your question? Yeah, and and with that, along with that, where would you suggest that people start? Yeah. First place, that's a great question. Again, the first place to start is start letting yourself notice those edges of discontent. It's mm-hmm. crazy how um, how um, adept we get at uh, excusing away what you're t- you know what you what you were talking about settling, excusing mm-hmm. away the signals from our soul. You know, there's two signals from our soul. One of them is a longing. That's the thing that pulls us, and the other one is discontent. And I watch people excuse away their discontent, especially if you're doing fairly well. In fact, we just, I, I'm, I'm right now I'm running a revolutionize your relationship with money course, really looking at the relate the, the spiritual nature of money and I'm grateful it's sold out. And this past week we were talking about visioning and there was just this amazing woman who is highly successful, who leaned in, you know, leaned into the Zoom room and said, gosh, Felicia, I just feel, you know, I'm so blessed. I look around and I just see how amazingly blessed I am. You know, who am I to want more? Who am I to ask for more? Mm-hmm. And and so many people feel that way or they're scared of their vision. You know, there was another woman that said, oh, my God, the minute I start thinking about something bigger and bolder, I, I get nervous. I get anxious. It scares me. And so people shy away from looking at their discontent for a number of different reasons. But when you understand that your life is talking to you, this is life force energy trying to get your attention, that you have built out a beautiful life up to this point. And guess Mm -hmm. what? Life's not done with you yet. And so Mm -hmm. when we find ourselves starting to shrink away and excuse the discontent, it's not that bad. It's all good. You hear yourself, people asking you how you're doing. You say, fine. Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's code for, there's an area in my life that's asking me to pay attention to and to really begin to understand that that's your divine discontent. It's not you being selfish. It's not you thinking bigger than, you know, uh, too big for your britches. It's not, it's not, it's not any of that. It's uh, this life force energy literally knocking at the door of your heart saying, hey, 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 this energy wants more for you, from you, and through you. Mm. And the first place we have to start is noticing where we're making something okay that's no longer okay. Oh, that's uh, that's very powerful. And um as you were sharing all this, it really brought some of my own personal experiences to light. But that's the point of listening to these, right? It's when we start thinking about our own experiences and, you know, how does what be, is what being said come into play 
in our own lives. And it makes me think of a few things. You know, when we talk about how, you know, this, this woman was like, I don't know if I'm deserving of more. You know, why would I need more? And it makes me think of, and of course, I have Matthew McConaughey on the mind today because he shared an experience with the audience that when he first had his basically an overnight success, you know, he was he was immediately popular. He was on the tabloids. He was in magazines and he basically freaked out and he had that imposter syndrome like I'm not so sure you guys got the right guy. You know, I, I, I don't know if this is for me. What, what makes me deserving and to be put into the spotlight and to be this person? All I did was do my job. And, and it also, I, I was able to relate with that a little bit because as I come into the light and I'm doing this show and people are starting to recognize me, you know, when I go out, which is really awesome, you know, and people say, oh my gosh, I saw your show. But I had my first encounter with a woman who, beautiful woman, who was so inspired and so in awe of me and said all these really amazing things. I watch your show, you're incredible. I can't believe this is you. And I felt like a movie star and it was the weirdest feeling. And it, but it was so, it was wonderful and I was, I was honored and humbled to be seen like that. But it was also, you know, it's easy for that imposter syndrome or easy for you to feel like, whoa, wait a minute. Am I going too fast? I'm not sure that I know this feeling and what that looks like. And if I'm, you know, if it should be me, that's, that's moving up and to be recognized. Um, but also having the awareness. I think that's really what you're pointing out too, is, is to know that you're deserving, is to know that your soul is bringing you on this journey to say, yes, yes, this is for you. That's it, April, right? And, and, it's, and it's, you know, this is what I, I often talk about, the difference between what um, I call episodic manifestation and true transformation. And what I mean by that is there, there's a lot of conversation out in the airwaves these days about raising your vibration in order to be able to manifest something, right? Raise your vibration to get the car, raise your vibration to get, you know, the partner, to get the money, whatever it is. And so, you know, people are doing things to quote, raise their vibration, but what they're not doing, and this is, this is speaks to what you're talking about, they miss they they misunderstand the reason for that desire remember go back to what i shared earlier in terms of that the the, the purpose of that desire and i don't know if i said these exact words but somewhere along the line so let me spell it out here now the purpose of your desire is not to achieve things it's not to check things off it's the mechanism by which life force energy uses to grow us into even more mm. magnificent versions of ourselves. So when you have a desire, it's not just a matter of doing the work or doing, you know, raising your vibration in order to achieve the desire. You want to bring yourself along with you and really begin to identify as the person who achieved it and who is living that life. So when you're in that life, you, you belong. It's your routine. I'll never forget the first time I, I flew first 
class. It was, um, uh. it was a gift and I was scholarshiped uh, like a whole training and then I was scholarship the flight and they put me in first class. I walked into first class and I sat down and I sat like this the whole time. <laughs> I was afraid to touch anything. I was afraid I was going to make a mistake. I was waiting for the flight attendant to come to me and say, oh, there's been a mistake. You don't belong here. I manifested mm. it, but I didn't belong there. Oh. The key part of this, and this is why the, the difference between episodic and true transformation, when you really understand that the purpose of this desire is to wake you up to more of who you are created to be, to be, you're not just changing things out here, but you're bringing yourself along with it. So then you do the work to own the spot that you're standing on, to own the life that you're creating understand that your desire is not a one-time thing. It's not a one and done. It's a routine. And you come to belong in your routine. Like, you know, I've been married. We've been together now for over 36 years. I'm, I, I, my routine is one of marriage. You know, I'm going, I'm driving up to Phoenix um, later on this afternoon. I'm not going to go hang out at a bar and, you know, look for, you know, somebody to go hook up with. Not that I ever did that anyway, but I, my routine is one of being a married woman, even when I'm, I'm out of town. It's the same thing with whatever seeking to express through you. There's a normalcy that you come to know and you put on and it becomes your routine where it's no longer, you don't belong or it wasn't, you know, a what a one hit wonder but now it's become your life. Ah, oh, that's cool. And as long as we can be in that creative state, in that dreaming state, right? If that's really what we want, then why not dream away, create away? And, you know, think of it as if, and, and I really like how you put that, that normalcy, you know, where it is routine, you know, so kind of envisioning that it is your routine. Not kind of. It it's is. Not, not kind of. It's got to be the strongest voice in your head because here's uh. the thing. The images that we're showing in this faculty of our imagination literally has an energy to it. This is what gets activated in our physiology. Those That physiology then activates waves of energy out into this invisible field where there are waves of unformed energy hanging out what quantum physics calls superposition. And it organizes according to the predominant movie that we're showing about life and about ourselves. We're always projecting something. We can't turn it off. So we're either projecting the default, which, you know, you're watching this. Chances are you have a, a, a really good life now. And yet there's something deeper calling you into an even more expanded life. Hmm. So if we're, we're, we're either we're either interacting with this invisible field from our default image or we're consciously having authority over our imagination and showing movies and living in the life now before a single thing in our world changes and before we actually have 3D permission because this then becomes our organizing pattern for our, our identity and the organizing pattern for this energy. And the more we're able to identify with it, when it starts happening, things start changing, results start coming your way, that oftentimes people will start pushing that away because it's so unfamiliar. 
the more you're able to see it, the more you train your nervous system to recognize this as normal. So when the good starts coming, when the business comes, when you start feeling better in your body, when you attract your soulmate, now you're, you're training your nervous system, your identity to recognize it as, yeah, this is my life in order to then really let yourself have it. Mm, I love that. I love it. I love it. It's that's really up my alley. It's some of the most exciting topics for me. And um, we're going to go into our next commercial. And when we come back, we'll start talking about those three things that really makes the impact towards those dreams when we come back. With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials. The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Collagen Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most collagen products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other collagen products, the Bella Grace Collagen Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Collagen Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astereal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian Cat's Claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Collagen Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace Challenge today. You can learn more about Bella Grace in the description of this video link. And coming back to you, Felicia, you know, we've really discussed a lot about how, you know, really keep on dreaming. And then when we get to see all of those, those dreams and what we've been creating come to life. And I like to refer to that as evidence, right? We now see the evidence of that of which we've created. And so now let's talk about really those three impactful marks on creating those dreams. Yeah. So it's a, it's a whole system that I uh, lay out for people. And, and I too, I talk about building the case, you know, stacking the evidence that in fact things are really happening um, yeah. and that it's working. So the first thing, if you really want to make an impact, you have to let yourself dream. Real, start working with the most powerful question that you can work with. It's the holiest 
um, most reverent question that we can work with, which is, what would I love? Hmm. What would I love? What would I love to do, have, give, be? What would I love? Understanding that it's the force of love itself seeking to express through you and by means of you. Then realize that that dream, so number one, design your dream. Really listen deeply to what's seeking to be known and revealed through you in the form of the answer to that question. Then understand that, that as I shared earlier, so it's a bit of a recap of what we've talked about um, in different places here. Understand that the purpose of your desire is to help you wake up to even more of your amazingness, more of your brilliance, more of your magnificence. It's breathtaking how powerful you are. And the only way source energy has of waking us up to that power is by giving us something bigger than who we are today knows how to do. So mm -hmm. as you're dreaming, you start asking, who is my dream asking me to become? What are the elements of myself that my dream is asking me to discover? Mm -hmm. And start noticing where are those places of growing edges? Notice the voices that want to dial you down. That's a growing edge. Notice the part of you that doubts. That's a growing edge. So you want to notice. And rather than treat those elements as something wrong, see it as, as your dream shining a spotlight of awareness on those areas that the dream is asking you to dig in and transform and discover more of. Then the third piece of this, we can't just visualize and see ourselves different and show up differently. We want to actually put feet to it. So when you're dreaming and you're putting on being the person who achieved the dream, really getting to know, become very familiar, build a relationship with that person who already did it before it actually happens, you're doing what's called generating a state of being. We actually get smarter when we think more expansively and we're able to see ourselves in the image before anything changes in our world. You literally light up different areas of your brain. You become more intelligent. You become more creative. And you realize that you are connected to the stream of intelligence that's always guiding us. So a couple of questions to go with each one of these, each one of these states or each one of these um, um, places of greater impact. Number one, work with the question, what would I love? Mm -hmm. Number two, when you're putting it on, ask yourself, as it all works out, how do I feel? Realizing that you can generate those feelings now and then asking, who am I as the person who's watching this video right now? Who am I as the person who's picking up the phone? Who am I as the person who's making a sandwich for my kids or my parents or even brushing my teeth? We're always somebody. You're either transmitting the status quo, your status quo identity, or you're putting on being the person who created your dream result. What that does, again, it generates a state of being where you have access to so much more creativity and intelligence. And there's two questions that you can work with to really cultivate that ability to listen deeply to uh, um, inspired guidance, you know, to take inspired action. Number one, ask yourself from the state of being the person living your dream, if I really believed this was possible, what are the actions I would take? And you write down every idea that comes to you, realizing 
that we're always guided. That doesn't mean you're going to act on all of those ideas, but you want to write them down and then go back and look at what are the ones with the most juice? What are the ones that really pop? Mm -hmm. Then the second question is, what can I do where I am with what I have? We have so much resource. We are so sourced and supplied and resourced, but we can't see it when we're thinking from the same old, same old. Right. It's like there's a fog that lifts. When you start thinking from the state of awareness of being the person who achieved um, this desire, you're now able to see opportunities and hear ideas that have always been there. They just didn't have access to you. Yeah. And that whole process, it's a rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Ah, that is, that's very, very cool. And where there's a will, there's a way. And you're right. When we start opening up to the, the possibilities, just, just come the opportunities just yeah. start coming in and they flow in and it's really an incredible experience. Um, and you know, I, I think you said so much about self-reflection, you know, that really embodies this big piece of, you know, understanding yourself and your desires and what you want and how you're acting. And then understanding that, noticing, having the awareness of it, and then, you know, walking into who do I want to be? Who do I have to be in order to achieve this? Or who um, is the dream asking me to be? What is it revealing yeah. to me? I love that. Who, what is the dream revealing to me? Who are they asking me to be? Yeah. That's really incredible verbiage. I love how you're doing it. So you just had a class and I, I, you said it filled up, which is, you know, testimony in and of itself. I'm not sure what you capped it at, but you know, that's, you know, I, it has to be testimony. I love the way that you're describing. I can see that you're very passionate about everything that you do. I want to make sure everybody knows how to reach you and that your website and to learn more about you and the magic that you help others create is www.feliciacircy.com. That is F-E-L-I-C-I-A. Beautiful name, by the way. Circe. S-E-A-R-C-Y. Again, F-E-L-I-C-I-A-S-E-A-R-C-Y. That's for those who are tuning in with your earbuds. And for those of you who are watching online or watching the replay, which will be many of you, be sure to leave comments in the comments section still. We will return those to you. If you do have any questions, you know, let us know your thoughts and you know what resonates with you. So also that Felicia's information as well as social media is going to be in the description below. And so Felicia, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience today? I don't think there's anything new. Just to reiterate that desire that's knocking at the door of your heart. That's not your desire. You're not being selfish. You're not being overblown. You know, you're not taking away from anybody else. It's not your desire. There is a life force energy that wove you into existence from the very fabric of itself, which is love and decided and determined that you need to be here. That desire that's knocking at the door of your heart is the way that life force energy is wanting to wake up more of you and more good in our world as you open yourself and allow yourself to be that instrument through which this power expresses in the form of the answer to the most powerful question, 
what would I love? When you mm -hmm. enter into that conversation, you're entering into a conversation with the force of love itself, and you're making yourself available to be a conduit through which this energy of love expresses in the form of your dream. I like how you said that very, very much where you talk about the force of love. You don't just say, you know, think about what you would love. Well, what does that mean? Why don't we pump some feeling into that? Because love is one of the strongest, the strongest emotion that we have. It's love is source, right? That is what God is. And so really digging deeper into that statement of, what would I love? Well, what's the most powerful feelings that you're getting in your body inside and out? What is your soul screaming out to you? Truly, what do you love? Um, I want to bring one of the comments we had in. Manly says, um, how do we reframe or make these statements better? Um, but I want to, I, I messed up. This was his earlier statement. He said, so specific language or the way that you make statements seems to be important. Yes. And then, you know, going into how do we reframe or make the statements better? Yeah. So it's a great question. And one of the things that I really help people do is start to pay super close attention to their energy. Right. And, and, and there's a calibration to words. And, and when you hear yourself, you know, I will stop myself. I'll be in the middle of something and I'll notice the way it feels in my mouth that I can feel my, you know, it's that very subtle, mm. insidious, like backing away from something. You know, I notice what I'm noticing and then I'll do a pattern interrupt. And the more I've learned um, um, in terms of understanding these universal laws and deepen my relationship with this life force energy, the more I have come to recognize when um, I'm speaking from a state of expansive, expansiveness and expanded state, or a state of contraction. So the yeah. way that we do this is start noticing the energy in your system and then stop and ask what's a more empowering, more expansive way of saying that. Mm -hmm. And then you're constantly paying attention and, and testing it um, internally with your energy. I like that expansive versus uh, extractive. Is that what you said? Attractive. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good way to put it. You know, what, what makes me, you know, open or, and what makes me kind of curl inside, you know, yeah. you know, that's a very good telltale listening to your body. You even said, you know, how does, how does my mouth feel? You know, all the little things that you don't really think about, you know, and starting paying attention to and tuning into, you know, that's a very good way to also come to this present moment and, and really feeling in and tuning into yourself. Um, very nice. Thank you so, so much. Um, cool. Well, this has been lovely. So, so blessed to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I do have your information here. Want to let the audience know I have, um, I'll have one more comment if you have time. Seriously, Absolutely. Alicia, let's put this in. Um, do you have a mantra that you regularly state? I have a couple of them. One of them is that I am connected to a source that knows all things. I am one with wow. the source that knows all things. Another one is that um, um, I am loved beyond measure, just over and over. I am loved beyond measure. Uh, 
And then when I'm facing a challenge that there is no situation, factor, condition that's bigger than the power that's breathing me, that there's not a single factor, condition, situation that's bigger than the life force energy that woke me up this morning. So those are, those are like, oh, and then of course, a constant in the background is be still and know, be still and know. So those are the, those are my go-tos. Oh, I like them all. I like them all very much. That be still and know is, is definitely, um, that has spoken to me many times, just going to that place of surrender uh, has been one of the biggest challenges for me personally, you know, being able to let go and let be and, uh, you know, let God or what have you, you know, however you want to say that, but truly being able to surrender to and that, you know, something that's bigger than yourself, because you're right, you know, <laughs> I, you, we certainly can't control it all. And to have that understanding and awareness is um, a good way of perceiving things. So uh, thank you again. I want to let everybody know that a couple of our sponsors today, one of them is Empowering Transitions Life Coaching. If you are going through any transform transition in your life, uh, Hillary is an incredible person to go to. She has been through many herself and leads in such an exceptional way. She has dealt with veterans and mothers and parents and anybody for any reason, please visit her at Hillary at EmpoweringTransitionsLC.com. Again, that's Hillary at EmpoweringTransitionsLC.com. Also, people everywhere are discovering the life-changing power of Kangen water. Not all water is created equally. So again, discover Kangen water and find out more at www.kangenval.com. That is www.kangenval.com, K-A-N-G-E-N-V-A-L. So I want to thank our guests be sure to donate to the Wellness Driven Life Show. This wouldn't be possible without your incredible contributions. Thank you so much. It is a gift. When you go to our website at www.thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com, when you donate there, you'll be left with an incredible email follow-up that you get to keep for your records. So without further ado, Thank you again, Felicia Searcy, for being our wonderful guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And to all of our guests, goodbye for now, and we will see you tomorrow.